Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Well, if you have your Bibles, you've already heard that we are going back into Colossians. Uh, during this season of Epiphany will be fun, and we're just going to pick up where we left off. And so if you have your Bibles, however you get your Bibles, whether in book or electronic form, go ahead and take them out and open to Colossians chapter 2, and we're going to begin at verse 20 and go through till chapter 3, verse 4. So, but while you're finding your way there, I want to say a few things. First of all, I want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year here. Happy New Year online. I hope you had a great holiday season. I want to say thank you uh, from my family to yours for all your generosity and the gifts you gave and the gift cards and you know we use those to get coffee and meals and stuff while we were traveling to West Virginia and back. And so thank you so much for your generosity this holiday season. We're incredibly blessed to be serving as your pastoral family. And so thank you so much for that. But as we've already talked about, this is the church season of Epiphany. Yesterday was the last day of Christmas. Yes, you know that 12th day of Christmas, you know that song. It actually, Christmas is actually a season. It can't just be contained on one day. It has to bleed over for 12 days where we celebrate and and are excited about Christ coming into our world. But now the church turns to a season of Epiphany. It is a, Epiphany is a season of revelation, of looking. It's typically associated with the arrival of the Magi from the East who brought gold and frankincense and what else, kids? Does anybody know? Myrrh, that's right. Brought all of those things to Jesus. I know we kind of cram all those together now where we have the, you know, the wise men and the shepherds at the manger at the same time. But uh, throughout Christian history and tradition, it took a while for them to get there from the east. And they brought their gifts to the Jesus who was maybe as old as two years old by then. But they still came and they bowed and they offered their gifts and they worshipped Him. Because they saw something in the sky that led them. Did any of our kids, today's Family Sunday, do any of our kids know what led them? Yes? A star. That's right. And the Bible says in Matthew that when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And they followed with their gifts and found where the child was and gave them. Epiphany is a time like those wise men of discovery. And our passages these next two weeks will reveal things to us and maybe a little scarier about us. And and so I hope that you will plan, whether you can be here both Sundays, I, I hope that you would plan to be here both Sundays or online. If you miss today or next week, 
um, go and watch it online. Watch the replay. Uh, you can do that now. We want to make sure that you catch up because otherwise you may miss out on something or misconstrue, misconstrue something that you might miss. And so we want you to be here because my hope is at the end of that, just like the wise men, you will be rejoicing at the revealing of what God does during this season that we have together. Well, let's go ahead and read Colossians chapter 2, beginning at verse 20, and we're going to go on through verses, or chapter 3, verse 4. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. Since you died with Christ... To the stoicheon of the world. Now, um, I just want to pause right here because we're already into our first Greek word of the year. Um, and I wanted to put it right here and not save it for later because there's a lot of different translations out there around this word. It's kind of a difficult word to, to, uh, to translate in this. It is the Greek word stoicheon. Can we say that word together? Ready? One, two, three. Stoicheon. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. Stoicheon. Let's say it again. One, two, three. Stoicheon. Now, stoicheon in some of your translations, in fact, the NIV, the new version of the NIV will say the elemental spiritual forces of this world. Uh, but that, and that is one translation. There was this idea in Greek thought back then that the way the world worked was set up through these spiritual forces, the gods, the pantheon of the Greek or the Roman gods. And so there is something there that fits. I happen to believe, though, that the King James Version that says the rudiments of the world or the... Uh, the actual older version of the NIV that says the basic principles of this world actually is a better translation. That there is this way that everybody seems to think the world just works that way. That's the way things are. That's the way they happen. And sometimes they feel so large the way those things work and the way those things operate in the world that they do seem giant and spiritual and, and huge and beyond comprehension or understanding. But I believe Paul is wanting that church, this little church in Colossae and us today, to wrestle with what does the gospel have to say to the way that the world thinks that the world is just supposed to operate? And so Paul says, since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why, as though you still belonged to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom, but their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Since then, you have been raised with Christ Set your heart on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. And that's a plural you right there. Y'all died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is y'all's life, appears, 
then y'all also will appear with him in glory. It's the word of God for the people of God, both here and online. And our response is, thanks be to God. Have you ever stopped to notice something? Have you ever stopped to notice that much of our lives do not depend on what we do or have done? Have you ever stopped to notice that? I, this is something that I was just noticing just the other day as I was kind of trying to think, how do we talk about this thing that Paul wants this church thousands of years ago to grasp? And so I want to give a simple example of electricity. Hey, look at that. Electricity. Have you ever thought of what just happened for that to come on? Can you see that? It is working. Don't want to blind anybody. I just flipped the switch and behold, light. It happened. And yet, I did not create the light bulb, the lamp, the cord. I wasn't a part of this church when they decided that there should be a plug right here. I didn't stretch the line of wire or create the line of wire that goes from there somewhere into a box that's filled with transformers that, and, and sub-switches that I did not create. I did not create the line that leaves this building and connects to the grid. I didn't cur- connect to the... I don't even understand what a grid is. I just know that there is one. I did not uh, run the lines on the poles or under the ground that somehow connects that this line all the way back to this little light bulb. I did not invent electricity. I didn't come to understand that. I did not create either a nuclear power plant, a wind turbine, a a solar panel, uh, or a coal-driven power plant. I didn't do any of those. I didn't build them. They were built way before us, we, me, were here. So much of what went on for that to happen, I was not a part of. The only thing I did was decide, hey, I need some light. And I used my finger like that. I mean, we could go on and on with this metaphor. We can continue because I didn't create these fingers. I didn't create the breath that goes in and out of my body. I didn't create my heart. Somebody else did all of that work. Thank you, Mom. Sitting right over there. And dad, of course. There is so much of life that we participate in that we had nothing to do with how all of it took place. But we have our parts. It's pretty crazy that when you begin to think about this, and we begin to think about that I am just participating in, very minimally, in what was already done for me and accomplished for us. 
And we just simply participate in that. It would be silly. It would be arrogant of me to think that I made light. Look. Look at my accomplishments. No. It was done for me. Way, some of it, before I was even around. This happened. And when I stopped for just a moment to think about all that has been done for me, whether it's electronics, whether it's creation of cars, whether it's creation of this place, whatever it is, I am suddenly stopped. And it changes my heart and focuses my mind on gratitude and wonder that God would give people the ability to learn how to make this happen. And not just this one lamp, but all of these things. Isn't that amazing? I think that that is what Paul is trying to remind us today about and to remind that little Colossian church long ago. He wants them to understand. And I I believe he does this in this letter by looking at how many times does Paul say in these few short verses the phrase with Christ. Open your open your scriptures and look at it. Just look. You're going to see this over and over again. I dare you to underline. I think it's so important. Paul constantly uses these phrases in Christ or with Christ. It's important that we understand that. So notice how many times he says this in in chapter 2 verse 20 right at the first he says, "Y'all died with who?" Christ, yes. Later on, he will say in chapter 3, verse 1, he'll say, you were raised with, come on kids, with who? Christ, that's right. Later on, just the next verse, he'll say, your life, y'all's life is hidden with who? Christ. And then he will say, when you also, uh, you also will appear with him, who is Christ, in Glory. There is something that Paul wants this church and wants us to be reminded of. That we are included with Christ and we have life and life to the full because God included us with who? With Christ. That's right. Now the basic principle of the day for this little church in Colossae was saying that life was about not doing some things. Now, we see this in chapter 2, verse 21. I'm going to read it to you. Paul sums it up in three little commands. Do not handle. Do not taste. Do not touch. And this fit perfectly for two sides that were going on in this little Colossae church, that were going on in the world around them. One were Jewish folks who had been raised with this idea that to maintain purity before God, there were things that we were not to handle, that we were not to taste, and that we were not to touch. And that that would maintain the covenant relationship between God and people. And so it was very important, and they meticulously did this. They had rules and laws and ideas that they would just continue to... And they were saying to this little church, if you really want to know the life of God, then you also have to jump into this legal roundabout. (laughs) Don't handle this. Don't taste that. Don't touch this. 
Now, that was the Jewish side. There was also a side in the Greek philosophy of the day called Gnosticism. It's just a fun word to say. Don't you want to say that? Ready? One, two, three. Gnosticism. And Gnostics believed that uh, they, they really tried to take Christianity and slap Greek philosophy over the top of it. And part of Greek philosophy was saying in that day and age that everything material was bad, was sinful, and that particularly includes this stuff that's on top of my bones and muscles. That flesh, that skin is bad, and therefore you should deprive anything that your body wants. You should let it go. You should just deprive of that. Don't handle things. Don't taste things. Don't touch things. And if you will really adhere to this, then Jesus will give you these experiences and this special knowledge. And you'll be elevated to know these things that not everybody else knows. Only you and Jesus will know it. But it came down to the same thing that the Jewish side was saying Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. And it's real easy then to think that it is in my not handling, not tasting, not touching that really saves me. Or that brings life to me. That I'm the one who flipped on that switch. Look at the light that I have created. Honor me. And Paul wants to remind them, and yes, warn them, that this idea that you follow the rules or you won't have true life is not the way of the gospel. Paul says, it's tricky though. I mean, right there in verse 23, he said, Such regulations indeed have the appearance of wisdom. I mean, it does. It has that appearance. I mean, there are good ways to participate with Christ. Can you hear me say that today? There are things that are it's good to let go of to participate with Christ. We're going to get into those next week. So please make sure you're here. If you want to hear about some of those things. However, life does not come by controlling your hands or your mouth. Full life is a gift given through changed hearts and minds because God included you with who? Christ. He laid the power source and built the place. He laid the line. He did everything that was needed so that when you needed light, light could happen. That's what Paul is trying to get at that. He said, you were included in Christ's dying to the rules of this world. You were included in Christ's raising to new life where you, yes you, even you, can know that God is still on the throne of this world. Your life is hidden with Christ in God, which means... I want you to hear this. In other words, that even though serving, sacrificing, surrendering do not make sense to the world's basic principles, even when giving, forgiving, compassion, and inclusion do not compute in our world's understanding, 
when Christ is revealed to the world, and it will happen one day, we will be revealed too. What does that mean? It means that we will be shown to be connected to the only true source of life. That Jesus' way is the way. That Jesus' truth is the truth. That Jesus' life is the way of life. That's a lot packed into just a few verses. And folks, today, I I think we're understanding maybe just a little bit more that we came here today under the domination of the stoicheon of our world. It, It may have shifted or changed a little bit. But there are still things that you and I came into this building thinking, that's just the way things work, Pastor Jeff. And it is beginning to creep into our churches and places of worship that only the perfect, the beautiful, the wealthy, the powerful, the intelligent, the popular, they're the ones who get real life. And the rest of us just need to strive for that. We need to work harder. And get there. And it is creeping into our churches. Folks, I was on a, on a thread this, this week with pastors who talked about when they were preaching or counseling or talking about turning the other cheek or forgiving again and again and again or loving and praying for your enemy. They were told point blank, that's nice, pastor, but that doesn't work in the world. Folks, if that doesn't work in the world, then what are we doing here? It's either the life with Christ or it's not. We are either captivated by the good news that in Christ God has given us everything that we need for life before we were able to raise a finger or even think about it. And we are called to simply participate in what He has already done for us. Paul wants you to know today, my friend, if you came in captured by the stoicheon of this world, Paul wants you to know today that God's gift of life includes you. And it includes y'all. It includes us all. We all. All of us. The entire world. It includes us today. Christ has done all that is necessary. The power source was built. The lines have been laid. The outlets are in the floor. The cord and the lamp and the light bulb are all ready there. Will you, my friends, today acknowledge a desire to need light and dare to do your very small part of flipping the switch? Let's pray. John, would you come and just play something softly? With your hands bowed and your eyes closed. I'm just wondering if there are some of us who came in today kind of captured or maybe even beaten down 
by some of the stoicheion of the world, the basic principles. And life has become messy because of that. And you're really just beginning to wonder, what what is this all about? And you need some good news. Can I humbly, gently say to you, you've died with Christ. You've been raised with Christ. He has done everything that is needed. There's a simple, small part for you. It's just to say, I I need. And dare to ask to flip on the switch. Maybe today you came in and you feel like you're not strong enough, good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, handsome enough, built enough. I want to encourage you to know that you are included. God has done everything that is needed. You simply receive the gift of what has been done for you. So if that's you today and you just, you'd like for somebody to pray with you. You'd like me to remember you this week. Would you just raise your hand right where you are? Say, I, I need that good news today. I need that revelation today. Would you raise your hand? Yes. I see that hand. Yes. Anyone else? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I see that hand. Folks, there is still good news. But there's a gift to be received. Everything is done. We have only to receive it. Father, you saw those hands today. And what a great honor and privilege it is as a pastor to be able to proclaim that all the work has been done. Fills my heart with gratitude and wonder that you would love and care for us that much. That you would include us no matter who we are. May my friends who raise their hand, may they experience right now your coming to them and saying, hey, you're included. The work is done. Here's the gift. May they begin to experience truly the difficulty and the joy of dying to the basic principles that our world says we have to live by. May they experience your forgiveness and long to give it to others. May they experience your strength and use it to serve. May they experience your joy and let it bubble out of their homes and into their neighbors and their schoolmates and their classrooms' lives. And may we as a church dare to live grounded that it is not what we do or don't do with our hands and mouths that save us. But it's what you have done for us.
and the gift that we get to participate in. So, Father, go with us today. Send us out in Jesus' name. And may we remember always how much you loved us and love us and include us with Christ. For we pray and we ask all of these things in his name. Amen. Would you stand and receive this final blessing? What do you know? New year, you're getting out 10 minutes early to go enjoy more of it. I just wanted us to begin the new year with some good news. The work is done. You're included. Now, my friends, may you go. And in the work that Christ has done in you and with you and for you, would you go and share love and joy and peace and hope, compassion, include somebody who's been left out. May we go and reveal to the world what Christ has brought to us and to this world. I pray you would go in the name of the Father who is for us, in the name of the Son who is with us, in the name of the Holy Spirit who is in us. One God forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Thanks for joining us online. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.